Hi, welcome to the Av Church podcast where we talk about faith and real life issues. We hope this challenges you to think a little bit deeper and encourages you on your journey through life. We're happy you joined us today. Now let's get talking. Hi, welcome to the Still Loading podcast. Today we got Jake Tracy. Yo. And we got Philip Arredondo. Hello. Uh, today we're going to be talking about and it, uh, grace, and it's something that I wanted to talk about because I think there's a big um, thing going on, which is, it's cool, um, kind of with the American gospel-like route, where a lot of people are like, if it's any, it's all about Jesus, which is 100% true. It's all about what Jesus has done for us, 100%. Um, and they talk about the grace that God has given and the grace that uh, came with the sacrifice of Jesus. So I just thought... Um, I think it's important to talk about because uh, I think a lot of times we put grace into our own lives, how we view it, and not so much um, how God has ordained it, you know? And so we're going to talk about that. Sound good? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing, uh, the question is, how do you guys handle grace? Like, what is it to you? And let's talk about like maybe what the Bible says about it, huh? Like, how do you guys handle grace? And what do you think of immediately um, when that word gets brought up? I don't know. I think, what do I think? I think, I don't know. I don't know. I think that grace, I think it's like a, for some people, maybe I'm, I'm speculating here. I think maybe it's like a, one of those slippery slopes of like, okay, well, how much personally, how much do I give? How much grace do I give mm-hmm. to myself or to people? Like mm-hmm. how much is that? Or, or is that too much? Do I need to be, do I need to have a little bit of shame in order to, or do I need to have like a, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean though? It's like, it's like how, what's the line? Like, where's the line? Mm-hmm. And I think that's, what's that? Like what are the parameters in which I could delegate grace? and Yeah. Grace? Or what, at what point am I being pushed around? At what point <laughs> is it like boundaries? Mm-hmm. So I think to me, it could be very slippery. I think grace for yourself, um, in my opinion, is a bit more important important because i think we make i think it's the toughest one yeah for me personally right and i think it's because in our minds we know we can be better so when we do something that's dumb you're like man i know i didn't need to do that or i know i shouldn't have done this Mm -hmm. so it's like i know i could be better but how do i you do something again and again and again and again you're finally you kind of get defeated you know Mm -hmm. it's hard man grace is tricky Uh but it's important i've been thinking about so even that idea I, it's been pondering in my head the be better, be better, be better, mm-hmm. be better. Do you think we put too much emphasis on trying to be better when we need to put more of an emphasis on like what God has done? You know, it's always like we need to be better, be better, be better, be better. And I think there's a fine line in that because when you're just focusing on that, then you're constantly just saying like you're not enough, you're not good enough instead mm-hmm. of focusing on the promise and focusing on the sacrifice that Jesus made for us and saying that like, hey, maybe you aren't going to be better. Truthfully, maybe you aren't. But it doesn't matter because Jesus came to sacrifice and to shed his blood for our sins to give that grace. And now in respect back to that, right? In loving um, relationship back to that, it's you want to do better, right? But I think we get so focused on being better, being better, being better, being better. And we eventually dig ourselves into a hole Mm -hmm. and it comes to a place where it seems impossible now, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I I think... I know for me, if I'm constantly like, I could, I know I can do better. That was frustrating. Dang, I'll do it right the next time. 
Uh, and like Jake said, sometimes you get stuck and it's like the constantly the same cycle. But if I'm constantly focused on, I need to be better. I can do better. I can do better. That like, I feel like for me in my life, it pushes Jesus out of the conversation and, yeah. and not allowing him to, to make me better and use situations, whether they be, you know, positive situations or negative situations to, to develop myself and ultimately become better. Like if I'm just focused on me, 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 it becomes very, you know, feel focused and, uh-huh. I think that eliminates God's ability to kind of pour out that grace. And you asked, you know, how do we receive grace? I know for me, it's really difficult to be, to extend grace to myself and to allow others because I don't think I'm worthy. And I think that's the confusing thing, at least for me is grace, you know, according to the internet, it says it's unmerited, right? I didn't work for it. It's like, what do you mean I didn't work for it? I've worked for a lot of things. I worked for my A's growing up in school, um, I worked, you know, to be at that next level. I, I'm playing, I'm putting in effort, 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 effort. And God just comes along and says, like, oh, here you go. I know you're going to mess up. You've messed up a lot. I can agree with you on that. <laughs> here you go. Here's some money. Here, go hang out. Here's a friend. Here's a shoulder to cry. Like, uh-huh. just different ways that he's blessed me. I'm just like, but where's the, where's that fine print? You know, where's it at? <laughs> where's it going to come back? It's like, you know what I'm thinking about right now? I'm thinking about... Like, I'm thinking about the baby, and I know for a fact when I get home, he's going to poop himself tonight. Like, I know I'm going to clean up a disgusting <laughs> diaper pretty soon. And I'm okay with it. It's like, it's fine. Right. But it's like, I know it's going to happen. And I feel like that's like, uh, God looks at us and he's like, like, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm fully aware of what's going to happen, that you're going to probably, you know, poop your pants pretty soon. <laughs> It's fine. We're going to clean it up. Great, such a great analogy. It's like we're going to cl- we're going to clean it up and uh you'll have a clean diaper because that's why Jesus came so you can have that clean diaper and uh-huh. not be fussy because mm. when he poops he gets fussy. So it's like one of those things where you have to like understand that God isn't like ignorant to our perspective, you know what I mean? God mm-hmm. understands and he knows the way that we see things and I mean clearly he designed that. So it's like understanding that God is fully aware of where we are and where we're going to be, you know, mm-hmm. that should give a little bit of freedom to like us to be able to say like, okay, God's already aware of this. Mm-hmm. I don't have to try to hide it from him. I don't have to try to be better or earn it. It's like, I love Paul says it. I can't, I'm trying to find the verse right now, but I believe it's like in Galatians, essentially he's saying like the law basically showed me that I can't keep the law. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all it's really done. And it's the truth. I think once you guys, once we can accept that, it's like, okay, there's a bit of freedom now. I don't, okay, I can, I can, you know, relax my shoulders because I don't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And God's already aware uh-huh. of what's going to be in this diaper soon, you know? Uh-huh. Right. So I can be okay. Uh-huh. That's a good thing. That's a really freeing thing. Yeah. And, and to tag on to that too, I know for me, sometimes that pendulum swings the other way and it's like, well, God's going to clean my diaper anyways. <laughs> I can just continue to crap my pants. Right. Right. And then I'm just like, you know, sucking up all the grace mm-hmm. and like, you know, I, I'm not going to learn how to wipe my own butt. Mm-hmm. God's going to clean it for me. I don't want to learn how to change my diaper. I don't want to know how to aim yeah. for the toilet. I don't have to. Thanks, God. You know, I'm not saying that's what you know, but I know like I've been guilty of that. I'm like, oh, I really messed up. Oh, I'll just, I'll just pray before I go to bed tonight. It'll be good tomorrow. Yeah. But I think the idea is like, neither of us want to sit in a dirty diaper. Right. None of us like that. And when we get into situations or scenarios in our lives where it's like, we all know that we don't like the way this feels. I don't like that I am doing this. Paul says, I do the things that I hate. Mm. And you, you don't like 
those things. So the idea is that, yeah, you're covered, you're okay, you're safe, but we don't want to return to our right. vomit. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and like he says the same thing. He's like, so if grace is so sufficient, is that just a license to keep sinning? Right. Like, he says, of course not. Um, I think that's just honestly just a little bit of like common sense on our end. But you're right. Like some people could take that way on the other side. Yeah. Just be like, yeah, I'll do whatever I want. God's got me. I find that, <clears throat> excuse me, that when um, you do go to that opposite pendulum that you're talking about, Phil, you kind of come to a place of just like hopelessness, you know, because you get to that place and you're just like, eh, God's going to forgive it anyways. I think that really comes down to like a, this is who I am. Like this is all I'll ever be. And you kind of justify it. And I mean, there's times where you justify because like, this is amazing. This is great. Like, I don't want to stop doing what I want to do. But I know for me personally, I get to uh, points like that when, like I said, like hopelessness kind of sets in and it's like, what's, what's, what's the difference, you know? And that comes to like a value thing to just like knowing your worth and knowing your value and knowing what God says about you, you know? And I think grace and accepting grace are very intertwined with like just value in general, you know, because when you regard yourself as God sees you and when you regard yourself as like what Jesus has done for you, you know that it's like he's bought, he's, he's bought you with the price, right? And he's brought you to a, a place of being in right standing to the creator of the universe. You know what I mean? You think in, in anything else, it's like, you talk to any leader of anything, any big whatever, it's like, well, you got to make a meeting, you got to make an appointment, and it's in six weeks, it's like the creator of the universe, you know what I mean? Instantly, boom, you're right there with him, you know? That's how important we are to him. And so when we start uh, degrading our value in our own eyes, then we get to that point where it's like, either you just do whatever you want, like Phil was talking about, and like, what's the difference? Because I'm not worth anything. Or um, we just don't accept grace at all, you know, and we become hardened. So, I don't know. That's where I was going with that. <laughs> and, it, and it just reminds me of, you know, the prodigal son. I think, you know, he went out there and he he burned up all the grace, right? And Sad's like, all right, like, if this is really what you want. Like, you consider me dead and you want to take all these things. Like, here's all my blessings. Like, and should you come back? I, I have more for you. And he's like, nah, I'm, I'm chilling gamble pigsty he was all up in his poop didn't probably change his diaper the whole time he's out there <laughs> but i think you got to that point where he was just like yo like i kind of remember that i had some value right and like I, I thought i was finding things out here but i didn't like i'll be the lowest of the low i just don't want to be here anymore and then we see you know the image of christ god just running to him mm -hmm. like what like, not waiting like mm, welcome back <laughs> i knew you'd come back kind of thing <laughs> i feel like one thing that I hate is that for the most part, all of us have to like, we have to see for ourselves, you know, it's like, I need to, I need to hit rock bottom to show me that that's the truth. Right. It's like all I, I hate that. I wish we could just like listen to like wisdom and be like, <laughs> okay, I believe it. But no, it's like, no, I have to find myself in, you know, the worst possible scenario to be like, oh my gosh, he was right. Like, yeah. Why is it? I hate that. Why is that? Reading the case? through the Bible, I'm just like, oh man, that's so crazy. <laughs> that was not me, though. Yeah. I'm going to go try that. Glad I'm not them. <laughs> Prove it, God. Are you really going to run out to meet me in this field? Dude. Cover in poop. I hate that because I wish if we could just understand like that all of these things that God, they're essentially it's him saying like, 
here's a way to avoid that. Mm. Like we can't avoid that. I, I remember um, I went to counseling for like a year. This was years ago, but I went for like a year straight or every week for a year. And it was great. And I remember what was said to me was, it's like people always come into this office like after things have exploded. So especially like marriages and couples, they come into the office once it's just like too far gone. It's like no one comes in for like maintenance. No one comes in to avoid that. And I think that we do that too. It's like a lot of times we finally can realize grace. We can finally turn our eyes to God after we've already exploded instead of being like, okay, how do I do this without having to fully explode, you know? Um, but I don't know. I mean, the Bible does say that he who's forgiven much, you know, like forgives much. Mm-hmm. So it might be something there. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, those are obviously hand in hand. You, you, we all know people and we've been those people or are those people who it's like they're, you're bitter at somebody. You're very unforgiving towards, it's like obvious in your conversation, you know, it's like you have those those slights at random people that's like, Ooh, that's kind of cutting, you know what I mean? And that's, that's an obvious symptom of not accepting like grace in your own life. You know, I, I do that all the time. And, but I think that first and foremost, it's, it's the obvious symptom. And just like Jesus uh, said, is like, if you don't forgive, like you will not be forgiven, you know? And so when you extend grace, like you understand it more and more and more and more, Mm -hmm. But when you're not extending it, there's no way you could understand it, right? What were you going to say? No, it's just a good point because I'm like, I can like, okay, in marriage, it's like I can extend grace to my wife and I know what it looks like in my head. I know that I mean it. And so it'd be silly to think that somebody else can't do that for me, you know, mm-hmm. or I can't do that for myself. Mm-hmm. But you know what I was going to say? And I don't know if this takes us off topic, but I just feel like. Tell us. No, I just, I just feel like. A lot of this is so, I think you were hitting on it. That's why I brought it up. Because I feel like a lot of this is so inward and it's like, hundred percent, you know, and I think that like, especially now Christians for the most part, I should say, but like we are so focused on like ourselves, like we're so focused on me, 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 I need this. I need this. I'm this. I need We're God. I need you for this. I feel like Christians nowadays don't like, cause you were saying like, once you can extend grace, when you can like get away from yourself for a little bit you can then understand how to receive it. And I feel like that's the case for most aspects of Christianity. Is the more you can extend to people, I think the more you would allow yourself to receive, you know? But we Absolutely. keep our eyes so close to ourselves that it's like, it's hard to see anything else. Yeah, I think grace is a... So something we, we make grace about ourselves. And honestly, because when I think about the word grace, immediately what I think of is like, all the things I've done, I've done, I've done, I've done, I've done that are bad, that are wrong, whatever it is. And when I say it, instead of thinking that instantly, I should think grace is given by God because of the sacrifice through Jesus Christ. And it's not anything I've done. Grace is a hundred percent what Jesus has done. Mm -hmm. And in turn, I could lift my eyes and focus on him and walk with my head held high instead of looking back at all the things I've done wrong, instead of looking down and like, oh, I'm so sad or whatever about uh, well, this. Just what you guys were talking about, like extending that grace. I was reading Proverbs today, 11. Good thing I have my phone. Uh, 11.24. <laughs> and it says, one person gives freely yet ga- gains even more and another withholds unduly. 
but comes to poverty. And you would think that's like, oh, I'm being, no, I'm holding on to this, whatever it may be. Uh, I, I need this more, but you come to poverty. And that could be like literal poverty, right? But I think it's more of a spiritual and emotional poverty. Right. And I think like, you know, we were saying, it's just like understanding like how much God has done for us. It's like the least I can do is extend that kind of grace. I know working with like kids, there's numerous times, even this past school year, I'm like, the least I can do, right? If God's been patient with me for 30 years on this, right? And I've been throwing temper tantrums as a 30-year-old man, <laughs> right? And he's asking me to just be patient with this student for two hours. It's not bad. And get paid to do it. <laughs> right? But I'm like, just just be patient with him, yeah. right? Like nip this in the butt. Don't let him turn to be like mm-hmm. you, you know, <laughs> throwing your temper tantrums. I was just like, it makes a lot of sense. I like your point though, too, because... Like you think about what Jesus did and you realize that he did that like way before us. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like he did that. Like it was already done before we were born. You know what I mean? Which is amazing. And so we're like, isn't it like almost a prideful thing to think like, oh, well, I'm doing this now. God can't forgive me for this. And God's like, dude, I've been doing this for thousands of years before you even thought about homeboy. Like, like I've already covered this. Don't come in here thinking that you are going to dictate how this grace thing works. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, I yeah. think it's hard because we don't have like a full understanding of who God is. So we try true. to fit him in like a human sized box. I'm like, this it's is true. how much grace that oh, yeah. I can extend. I know this is my limit and maybe this is my parents limit. There's no way God of this can extend like my mom's kind of grace. Yeah. But God, it's hard to imagine what you have never seen before. You right. know, I think it's like a lot of it's based on how you're like uh, brought up. Right. Yeah. A lot of it, I mean, or relationships and things like that. Well, I think just in general, um, and there's statements that it's like that I like, but it's statements that really go back to uh, how much of a graceless culture we are. And it's like, there's no free lunch. There's no, like, you get what you give. Um, If you want love, you got to become the right person. Uh, like which are like I said are inherent like that one's inherently like you hear that and it's like oh about relationships and but become the right person become the right person and in reality that's saying like you're not enough you're not there yet you're not there yet mm-hmm. you know and when do you get there exactly <laughs> that exactly and so as a culture uh we've grown up in it right it's like you don't don't take handouts don't do any of that and Ultimately, it's just saying, like, I need to do something in order to receive. I need to do X, Y, and Z in order to get this. When Jesus came down, it was completely opposite and completely, like, outside of logical thinking, right? And it's hard to accept that because, like I said, we grow up in a thing. It's like you get what you give. Even do, like, do unto others as they do unto you. It's like you need to make sure you do right so people could do right for you. And Jesus said, I don't care if you're doing right for me. I did this for you, right. you know, and that's that's a hard concept to grasp. I mean, they hated him for it. They killed him. <laughs> you know, like, what are you saying? I have to be nice? Yeah. I have to extend this kind of grace? I have to be a good Samaritan? Well, Never. do you remember when we did the um, Galatians Bible study? Yes. Right? This is like, that's what this whole, that was all about. Because the Jews were in that space where it was like, no, I have to do this in order to be right with God. I have to be this way in order to be right with God. I have to do this to be right with God. And it ultimately just like pissed Paul off because he wanted to bring the gospel. And <laughs> you had people like Peter who was like hanging around with the Jews and then ended up going back to his, you know, the 
following the law over grace. Yeah. Things are unclean. And God's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and he's and he won't and he doesn't sit with the uh, the Gentiles because the Jews might judge him because Jews aren't right. Right. So like, this goes for the, the as long as time has existed that we kind of go back into this thing of like, no, I have to do the right things in order to, and that's what half of the New Testament I think is battling is like, mm-hmm. no, 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 you can't do all the right things. Yeah. Like it's impossible for you to earn this. You yeah. will not do it. And he says it right here. Uh, Galatians three ten. says for as many are at what for as many as are <laughs> of the works of the law are under a curse for it is written cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law to perform them. Uh, now that no one is justified by the law before God is evident for the righteous man shall live by faith. He's like saying like, if you want this to be your reality, you're cursed because mm-hmm. you can't keep everything. Yeah. And as you know, as a daunting as that sounds, that's also like, again, so much freedom is saying like, don't live there. Don't live in that yeah. space. You don't have to, it's done. What Jesus did is done. Yeah. But, and I think for people that want to live under that kind of law, like, Hey, I'm keeping more laws than you. I'm better than you. Then I've I'm earning things, and it's a it's like a form of power. I can kind of it, yeah lord it over you. Like I've done exactly. all these things. It creates like a social structure of right. like, well, we're Jews, so we're better, mm-hmm. and I've done this, so I'm better, and it's the same in our society. Right. I have this job, so I'm better. I have yeah. this, I'm better. And God even says in Galatians, Paul says like, I don't care who you are. God doesn't care who you are, mm-hmm. and that's the best thing. And I say this on every podcast. Like my favorite thing about. Uh, following Jesus is that it puts every single person on a level playing field, rich, yeah. poor, white, black. Mm-hmm. It does not matter. Male, female, everybody is on the same playing field. Mm-hmm. I love that because not all religions are that way. Yeah. I think um, <clears throat> like, have you guys ever had somebody, it's probably happened to all of us and not cause we're tight at all, but somebody, I remember people would come to me and be like, man, I wish I like, you pray so well, like you're so, you're so good at that. Yeah. Or man, when you said those verses, that was so good. Like you did that. I would, I hope one day I could be like that. And in my head, I'm just thinking like, huh? Don't, don't set the bar that low, dude. Right. Like before I just finished texting me, like, dude, I need help. I'm struggling. Like, dude, I'm not the bar. Trust me. Like I'm not the standard at all, you know? And, and what you said is so true is, and I, I try, I try to tell people that too. It's like, dude, it's trust me. It's not me. You can be there right now. God has you there right now. Like, See, you're dude, doing it right now. Yeah. You're, you're so holy. Yeah. Now. You're do- <laughs> you're humble. Uh, dude, but think about like, that's what like preaching is. It's like, here, I'm going to read some of this and I'm going to put something in life that kind of makes sense along with it. And then we're going to go to lunch. Yeah. Most messages are anyone just, can do that. Yeah. Most messages are just what God is like speaking to my soul and what's so when i'm speaking these challenges and stuff it's really just god speaking the challenge to me and i'm like oh my god i need oh, to yeah. learn <laughs> right hey guys I'm, I'm not that cool jesus is dope They're like oh my god this guy god, this guy's so humble <laughs> i <laughs> wish i could be humble like he him. must read his body and it's like no like, i just understand that i yeah, don't got like, it all preachers together. aren't that tight it's like no just read what the bible says and <laughs> you're a preacher you know mm-hmm. <laughs> If you do it right, that's what you do, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just read it, just read it and move on. Yeah. Most of just, uh, all like Christianity is just like picking it up every day and walking the path. Like I, I like right. that, that, um, kind of metaphor for everything is God's cleared the path, right? He's cut away the bushes. He's in there with the machete, just clearing the way, machete. the machete, yeah. clearing the way. 
And now the path's there. He's not going to pick you up and just carry you the whole time. He's just saying like, hey, just walk this now. Like mm-hmm. I've cleared the path. We didn't clear the path. It's not anything right. I'm doing or what I got going on, but he's cleared the path. And so, but I need to get on my two feet and walk it. And I think it's that same thing. Just when people say stuff like that, like, oh, I wish I could be like this guy or like, it's dude, just get on your feet and walk, you know, and see what God does. That's what it is. hundred percent. That's all it is. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I think you think it's weird. I get, I'm just thinking about that. How like we think that people who like preach or do something on a stage or like so much better. Dude, <laughs> it's but, like, that's so wild. Okay. But even in that, cause I have those feelings too. And it really, that really comes down to, it's like, I got to do whatever it is in my head, you know, or they think they got to do whatever it is, like read this much and pray this much mm. and then they could get there, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, it, I see. It goes back to the grace thing again. Like, Oh, I got to make sure I'm this, this and this, and then I'll be there, you know? But if I fall off or I stumble real fast, I'm gone f- like forever. Yeah, I'm gonna go right to the beginning. Let's yeah. talk about that for a second. That's such a big one, dude. Hold up, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, <laughs> who was it? Who? Which? It was the f- famous pastor. Um, he like was drinking and he like stepped down from his church. This was Perry Noble. Yeah, I think so. But isn't it crazy how like? Let's say you have a, a a church of a thousand people, right? And they find out that you had a beer, and now they all leave. It's like I, I think he me, was an alcoholic, though. No, I know, but what I'm saying, <laughs> I'm, what I'm saying is like, isn't it crazy how the one person, like you, have to be so perfect and have everything together, and people genuinely believe that you've never made an error, and oh, as soon yeah. as you do, we're out, and you pull up on a chariot of fire every morning to service, yeah. yeah. And it's like, to me, that's so crazy that we put, because I was going back to what you were saying, how it's like people on stage and whatnot. It's like Mm -hmm. to really think that those people are like any better or have anything. We all got our hidden sins. Everyone has them. Mm -hmm. Whether you want to talk about it or not, that's Mm -hmm. up to you. You should, but Mm -hmm. everyone has them. And so it's just silly to me. And maybe it's because we've been in it for a while, but it's silly to me to think that like, no, if he's preaching, he's good. Yeah. He's a good person. Yeah. Not necessarily true. Yeah. And it, it's just i think it goes back to everything we're talking about it's just god is the god of second third fourth fifth Mm -hmm. millionth chances right 77 times seven there it is and so that's my point is like is there grace for those people is there grace for leaders who fall yeah there sometimes no there is should be but sometimes it feels like yeah oh yeah there's none like there's there's definitely grace from god i think probably not grace from the community or the people that want him to fall. So and I think that's why it's always important though. Like, yes, we need to be in church and being fed, but we also need to read our own Bibles and see what the Lord is telling us too. Because if we're unaware and we're just listening to this one person and this is our perfect idol and then they miss that three pointer, mm-hmm. it's like, ah, oh, you blew the whole game. You suck kind of thing. It's like, is God really working within your own heart? You know, where are you, where are you allowing him in your free time? Not mm-hmm. just on whenever you meet for a service. Raina made a great illustration. She was like, the Bible is like this loaf of bread, right? And like a pastor, someone takes a bite out of it. And what we get as the congregation are the crumbs that like fall. It's like, here's what I'm eating and I'm going to give you some of it. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of it is that everybody has like their own loaf if they want their own loaf. But we like are okay with just eating the crumbs from somebody else's bite. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I was like, that's so true. Uh That's exactly how it works. Yeah. And that's, that's a good analogy. Mm -hmm. That's good. And then um, 
like what Phil said is that like idolization. Yeah. Like where that comes in, where you think like this dude is hand in hand with God, freaking riding with Jesus, just killing it. And so we lift them up on a pedestal. And when they do stumble or when they do mess up, it's like, oh, how could he, you know, or how could she? Like, I can't believe it. You let me down. Yeah. And it's like, what? It has nothing to do with you. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and God's like, oh, go back up. But people are like, stone them. Yeah. Get rid of them. Replace them. What people need to realize is that all Christians are hypocrites in some form or another. Not intentionally, but it's just like. I think if you're a pastor, like I was saying, your job is to like repeat the scriptures, repeat what has been written. Mm-hmm. Um, and people need to understand that the people that are listening can't follow all of this stuff. The people that are saying it can't follow all this stuff. And if you can understand that that's what's real, that I'm going to read this to you because this is what God has to say to you and to me. doesn't mean I'm going to get it right every time. Right. But the problem is when you're the one reading it, apparently you're the one that gets it right every time. It's like, no, I'm just repeating the same thing you could be reading, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's true. It's like that idolization. It's like, yeah, but if he messes up, then we're all screwed. And, and I think in moments like that, since we're going down that road, it's I would love to see like pathways of forgiveness and like healing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not in any of those situations. I, I don't know what's... Like you, you, we're all always just like people looking from the outside in situations like right. that. Um, but I would love to see if when stuff like that happened, mm-hmm. barring it's something like illegal or something crazy, it's like, well, they got to do what they got to do, like handle the justice and whatever. But I would love to see like time taken to heal and to come back like stronger and like a church rooting for whoever that is. And more often than not, at least from what I've seen, it's, the person steps down or gets let go and then starts a new church like a year later, two mm-hmm. years later, somewhere else. And they get big again. Like, that's cool, you know, but the, these people who we are, these Christians who should be about grace and forgiveness and healing. It's like, how come we can never unify in those moments? How come we can never be those people who do lift like this leader up who who's a great leader? They fell, they stumbled and, how can we can never come come back to that? And I, I don't I don't see that often when stumblings do happen, right? And that, that's what that's just something that uh, has always been on my heart, I guess. I think a, a fear, like a, a fear of mine, would potentially be like if I'm supporting this person and this, then I'm necessarily like agreeing with that sin. Like, oh, mm. you, that's cool to you, then Philip, and that's cool to you. Like everyone that's supporting, like you're now I've recognized not just the pastor, but everyone that's supporting him, like you're trying to protect them from the situation or you're supporting that. And like, that's not biblical. I read my Bible and I, you know, and mm, you know, I think people might be fearful of if, if I come alongside of a person, male or female, whoever it is in their sin and whatnot and trying to support them that I'm supporting that sin. Right. Right. That I'm like, nah, it's cool. Right. Be fine. Uh-huh. I think too, it's also, I've talked about this before, but I think there's something about human nature that we like when other people fail because it makes us feel a little bit better about ourselves. Right. Yeah. Cause at least I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done 30 other things that no one knows about, but at least I didn't do that one and people yeah. found out, you know, it's like this pride thing. It's like, well, maybe I'm not so bad after all. <laughs> I could always be worse. It's like, no, do you suck? Like you're <laughs> awful. And you know, it's just, I don't know. It's a pride thing. I think, or like a, 
Maybe a power thing. Yeah. I have another question though. What's up? Are you guys done with this topic? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I think about this all the time. Okay. Lay it, lay it on us. I probably don't. We're talking about <laughs> we're, we're talking about the line of grace, right? Uh-huh. So I think about this. Like I'm going to get uh real real for a second. Like there's a lot of stuff going on about like child sex trafficking. There's a lot of stuff going on about pedophilia. There's a lot of stuff going on about like murder. All this stuff. As a Christian, like my question is and I don't know if I have an answer for this. I think I have an answer that I have and I'll tell you my answer, but my question is like how far does that line of grace go? Cuz in my head when I hear about this stuff, I want people like that to like I want those pedophiles those people I want to be hung in public. That's how I that's how Jake feels. <laughs> Get rid of them. Especially now that I have a kid and I'm like if someone were to do that, but then you have to go back and say, "Okay, well hold on. There's redemption for people." And I have to believe that as well. But I don't know, dude. I struggle with like, where's that line? Because it's easy to talk about like, oh yeah, this pastor had a drink. And But what if, what if we're talking about like some real realness? Mm-hmm. You know? What is a Christian supposed to think about that? I don't think they're... I think the line of forgiveness is like blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, right? That's... Mm-hmm. Is it say it again? Is like blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. That's like the one unforgivable... Mm. like type of thing so jesus says um you're saying that's the only thing that's like unforgivable that's yeah that's what it says in the scriptures so bless from the, the spirit mm-hmm. yeah. yeah okay um and it's because you said that literally on the tail end right after you just said like we look at everybody else's sin we like to elevate mm-hmm. we like to look at everybody else's and say at least i didn't do that true and then you just said that you know true. What I mean? and it's like those two back to back is like uh and the thing is that's terrible awful i'm not saying like oh my god somebody who does that should be locked away forever um done away with whatever you want to however you see fit i guess in your head but ultimately we got to ask like how does god see it in his head and how does how does he view things and in our in ours it should be i mean we're seeing it, how it's not working out and how people are getting away with stuff like this. Um, but it should be that those people are locked away and the crime should be dealt with accordingly, you know? Um, but outside of that, outside of human rules and regulations and things like that, um, God welcomes everybody mm-hmm. if they repent. Like God doesn't welcome that sin. Like, God doesn't say, like, oh, yeah, it's okay. Like, you sinned. Like, how you are, like, cool, whatever. He he will meet people where they are at. But they, in turn, like I said earlier, it's like we have to walk the path. And in situations like that, people have to truly be repentant. Truly be repentant. Not like, oh, like, God just loves me as I am. And that's why I'm kind of being careful with how I say this because there's a lot of that going on right now. It's like, this is nor it's getting normalized, right? And that's not I'm not saying God's normal normalizing like pedophilia or anything right. like that. I'm saying that God meets everybody. Mm-hmm. And if people are truly repentant, life changing repentant, you know, 180, then he accept, accepts them. But within here, that doesn't mean that they're just gonna live a free life. You know, that doesn't right. mean that they're just gonna There's consequences. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's like someone asked me recently, they were like Okay, so if Hitler is on his deathbed and he 
says, God, forgive me. I love you. God, forgive me. <laughs> but let's say he means it. He genuinely yeah. means it. Does God forgive him? And I said, yeah, of course he does. And they're like, how could he do that? And I said, and I, I read this somewhere. I can't remember where, but basically they're saying because God is just, he's just. And so he said that if you come to him and you repent of your sins, you will be forgiven. That's the bottom line. And there's no like, unless he did this or unless it was this or unless it was this. It was the bottom line. And I think as people, like you say, we put um, levels to to sin. We put levels to our factors of like, okay, well, who did the sin and what was the sin? Those are two factors that will determine what the punishment should be, you know? Mm-hmm. And God's like, no, no, no. Anybody who comes to me and repents and, you know, um, uh, invites me into their heart and, you know, declares Jesus as the Lord and Savior and genuinely means it is forgiven 100%. So they were like, I can't believe that. And I said, that's the best news that you and I could hear, right. you know, like, because yeah, his things were very public and obviously atrocious, but yeah. like, but that, what does that mean for you? Like, that means that you also are completely forgiven. You also have a clean slate. So at that point it's like, okay, well, let's, let's look in our hearts for a second, right? Mm-hmm. It's easy to look at everybody else's hearts, but let's look in our hearts for a second and determine, okay, God, where are we at? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but it's because he's just so back to the whole entire conversation about that part was like, I think that's where I struggle because I know I agree with you where I'm like, God does give that grace to people. I need to figure out how to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I need to learn how to be okay with that. Because uh-huh. if I'm being honest, like, yeah, I'm not very okay with it right now. I don't know how to do it. I'm, I don't, I'm well, working on it. <laughs> well, the thing is, wait, okay with what specifically? Well, like I understand that God does. He forgives those people. Like, oh, with, and well, I, like with like the pedophilia and yeah. with all the stuff that I'm only saying that topic because it seems to be pretty prevalent yeah like right now like that's becoming a thing but and i understand that god does that so i need to figure out in my human finite nature that has put levels on everything i need to learn that god forgives and i need to figure out how to do that well i think in that i don't want you to miss like mistake your passion to maybe fight against that like that's totally amazing that's great right no, and that's what I'm saying is like, I know that that's wrong. Yes. I think we all agree. We yes. all know that that's wrong. 100%. And should be fought for. 300 million percent. should be defended. You know, people, yeah. those kids should be defended 100%. But I'm talking about the person that comes in that says, what I did my whole life is wrong. I want Jesus in my heart. I'm completely repenting of everything that I've done. I need to learn how to be okay with that being real. Right. You know? Or with me, I don't like. I'm not going to know if it was genuine or not. I'll never know, mm-hmm. but God will, mm-hmm. and I need to be okay that it's out of my hands. For like that judgment's out of my hands, mm-hmm. but that's hard because I'm like, dude, you want to cast that stone? I want to cast a stone, boy. Right. You want them to know? Yeah, yeah. It, I think it is tricky. I think that's where that grace becomes really frustrating. Like when they caught the woman in adultery, you're going to really side with her? Yes. Are you kidding me? It's disgusting. Foul. Da, 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 da. Did you agree with that? That's what you're about? See, guys? He's not the Messiah. And then, you know, then he hits him with that <laughs> clean line. Okay. That sin's really terrible. But who has no sin here? Then you throw the stone. Right? And, and he says, like, like, he says, who's condemned you? And she goes, no one. He goes, and neither do I. Go, go sin, sin no, no more. more. Right. Right? That, it has to be the same like what Dylan was saying, that 180 has to be a genuine repentance. Mm-hmm. And it's not up for us to decide, thankfully, right? Because 
I would have stoned myself and a lot of people would be wiped out, right? I don't think, I mean, I don't think the human race would be here at this point because reading in the Old Testament where God's looking at Israel and his people and he's like, man, I sent you to be a light amongst all these people and you're worse than them. You've become worse than all these people. All these people that you're supposed to be judgment, passing judgment on and Just they were burning babies and all of this wicked stuff. sex around statues, dude. All kinds of ridiculous stuff. You're worse than they are, but I'm not going to wipe you out. And what about Paul? He was like killing Christians or murdering, murdering people. Christians. All right. Most people would Legally. be like, yeah, yeah, I guess it's true. But it's like God said, no, I'm going to use him too. Right. Everybody God's used has been like the worst. It's always this Why are you using crazy that story that's like, what in the world? Yeah. It's like of all people, huh? It's just a reflection of who he is and who we can be, right? Right. Yeah. And even like Christ's lineage coming from a prostitute and everything, yeah. you're like, yeah. what? Yeah, man. I just brought that up because I'm like, I think that's to me where like the line. It's like where how how real is the grace that we offer people? How real and how far does it go? Yeah, and what? I think I think it's important to start having those conversations and extending grace, and then understanding that some of these people just are genuinely just want to hurt other people and prey on them, right? Not want to do that 180, have a hardened heart. They don't want repentance. They want to delve into that lustful perversion. And then there are people that want to make that 180. But I think it's important as adults that we are trying to do the best by the kids and try to nip those situations, whatever might have, you know, happened in that person's life to get them to stumble into that. Or, you know, why do why do they think like that? Mm-hmm. Why is this an attraction for them? Why are they struggling with these things? Where did that perversion, what got perverted in your life? Were you not held enough? Were you not told us, were you molested? Were you right. X, Y, Z? You know, I think... You know, instead of just like, let's just kill them. And every time yeah. they get to that point, we're just going to kill them. But people are going to continue to get to that point, And we're just going to continue to kill people instead of trying to do, you know, uh, productive, like you were saying earlier, you know, like when you go into you know, therapy, it's after something had happened. Right. Let's be preventative. Right. right How right. can we get that in there so mm-hmm. we could limit this, these, mm-hmm. this unfortunate way of thinking. Right. Yeah. And I think honestly, that's ultimately what grace is. It's like, it's so much love and so much forgiveness enough to where you've come to a point where you realize you don't have to do the things that you're doing. The things that you don't like, that you hate, that you feel terrible about, you feel guilty about. There's so much grace and love that you don't have to do those things anymore. Mm. You know, Um, it's not just for, oh, I did something wrong. Help me feel better with your grace. It's like, no, there's so much grace that you no longer have to you have the freedom to make other choices and to be better by your own right, you know? That's great. And the same thing in all those things, uh, what we're doing is same thing, like we're making grace about us, you know what I mean? And not about Jesus, not about the sacrifice that he made. And because we're just offering our version of grace, you know, and we need to, we need to always look at like what is Jesus offered? What did Jesus offer continuously? Because the thing is, as human beings is create creations of God. There's like one standing that we have with God, and it's that we're loved and accepted by Him, you know. And He wants uh, nobody can in at the end of our lives when we die when we do that. Of course, no one comes to the Father except through the Son, right? Accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But as it stands right now, God loves each and every one of us here on earth, past, present, and future. And it's not like the the petty love that we may 
that we've had in our relationships. It's not the type where it's like, they sent me this mean text, so now it's weird every time I see him. Uh, it's it's that like, I love you 100%. I'm ride or die with you, you know what I mean? But I just want you to do a few things, you know? Mm-hmm. Just accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you know? You already loved and accepted, but he just wants it reciprocated, you know? That's it. I wonder why that's so difficult for people or like why it's so intimidating for people. I think people don't realize which part accepting Jesus. Yeah, cuz like you said you said it very simple. You like very simplistic like look at all these benefits and all I'm asking you to do is this. But for some people it's like I can never go into that space. And I wonder why because my experience in Christianity has been that it's just it's been nothing but helpful. It's been nothing but like um I don't know. Maybe what's the right word? Um, not assisting, but like it's just been helpful. It's been benef- it's has benefited. It's been beneficial to like myself and my family. And it's like on my head, I'm like, why wouldn't somebody want to do something that's gonna be good for them? It's helpful for them. God, it's gonna pour like you're gonna feel loved, you're gonna feel that you're okay when you do wrong. Like why I don't get why that's hard for people. I th- I think sometimes and I know for me it's been true that if God is first then I'm not first, right? And then I'm second, right? And like we've talked about pride, you know, Lucifer's primary sin was, I want to be God. I don't want to answer to this person anymore. I don't want to feel guilty or have to answer or kind of run things by another person, right? Like I said, I like to have this power. If I'm angry, I've been hurt. I like to hold it and lord it over this person because I was wronged and I get to hold it over them. But now God's telling me, hey, let it go. You don't have to be the best bud. You don't have to follow him on Instagram. You don't have to do any of these things. But I do want you to to let that go, right? And when you see him, you're cordial. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> but I don't I don't have to do all those things if I'm not in my word. If I don't believe there is a God, I get to make those decisions. I get to have that power and whatnot. So I think it's a, a power pride thing. It's been a good conversation. It's making me think. Like everything I'm mm-hmm. saying is like just off the top. I'm just thinking, mm-hmm. but it's good to think about. I feel like we don't think enough about the idea of grace. Yeah, we know no, it's there. We don't, hundred yeah. percent, at all. We're aware that it's like a thing that comes with Christianity, but I don't think we actually like process what that means. We should be doing it. It's like I know this would probably be beneficial for me. Yeah, but yeah, it's like something that you literally and me, everybody should meditate on God's grace. Every day, right. every day, because it's something that we'll never fully understand. Even like how you're talking, it's like there's that line, you know what I mean? It's like you're, you can't go there. I it's can't like, get that past it. That doesn't make sense. And like the same thing, but within my own life, I'm like so hard on myself all the time. It's like, it feels like I can't get past this. Like mm-hmm. I'm not accepted, so, you know? And it's like, there's always these lines and these um, pendulums and all this, and we're trying to figure it out and we can't get it. But and isn't it, that what keeps us interested? Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. It is. Like I was thinking about golfing like, <laughs> naturally, but I was thinking about how like not good I am and that I have the rest of my life to try to get good and I can always try to get better. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I like it is because I can always try to do better. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in the same way with Christianity, there's so much we don't understand and know. Mm-hmm. We know it, but we can't fully grasp it. And there's so much that we still have yet to grasp. Mm-hmm. But once we can, I feel like, Dude, what Jesus has to offer is 
insane. It's you can't imagine the love and the grace that he has to offer. And that's what keeps me interested because I want to be in that. I want to live in that area, you know, mm-hmm. and but it's it, so hard. I think uh, going back just like a few minutes to to where why like you wonder why people can't mm-hmm. um, get that. I think it's just the the representatives like who comes to represent Christ too. And even with grace, I think that's why a lot of people don't understand grace or can't like so easily walk in there. Also, there's a real devil that people don't understand, but the representatives of Christ have to be people who are filled with grace and people who are uh, ready to love and accept others immediately, you know? And I had this thought, God put it in my head that I think myself included that, um, we got to remember that Jesus like didn't come to prove a point. Like he literally was the point, you know what I mean? He didn't come to like slap people in the face. He came to be like, just I'm the point. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the point. He didn't come to prove a point. He was the point. And I think a lot of times we take and we kind of militarize who Jesus was and we say like, I need to prove this. I need to prove that. Instead, we just need to come with like, dude, let me just point you to that guy right there. Because if I point you to myself, I'm going to lead you astray and I'm going to show you an improper view of grace and I'm going to show you an improper view of what love is. So instead, I'm going to point you to to that guy. I'm going to point you to Jesus Christ, creator of the universe, savior of the world. Mm-hmm. He's the one that you need to focus on. You know, and I think as people come to find that they can't accept it it's because they've been shown something that's different from that you mm-hmm. know and i i was uh talking one time with a friend and uh we were talking about she's not a believer not a christian but was saying like um you know how i don't get like these christians are so mad about all this and all this and i'm like yeah it's not um I, most of the stuff you see on the news or in social media or whatever doesn't really represent Christ. And she went and she got a Bible and was reading it and told me, she was like, the dude that I'm reading in here doesn't look anything like, or doesn't act or look anything like what I'm seeing. And I was like, that's what I was trying to tell you. I was like, <laughs> it's not the same dude. Yeah. Like, it's not the same guy that you see there that you see in the Bible. It's not the same. And I was like, this is what we're trying to do. Uh, that's, kind of the result that you are seeing of like improper representation, you know, Mm -hmm. not that anyone can properly accurately represent Mm -hmm. exactly who Jesus is, but Mm -hmm. you you know, the, you know, the signs that the God hates fag signs Mm -hmm. does not represent Jesus whatsoever. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Uh, (laughs) Oh my gosh. uh, I can't understand it, dude. mm -hmm. And I think that's just, uh, something that's just consistently that we you always have to be wary of, you know, and it comes in those conversations, you know, just like you had with that friend that uh, we could hopefully be lights to people and be uh, somebody who's invested in people's lives past like the debate, whatever it is, the argument, the point you're trying to make. I hope uh, that in these conversations, we just lead with grace and we lead with who Jesus is, you know. Let him lead. I don't I don't want to lead. I just I'm finding that out more and more in my life that I don't want to have the wheel anymore because every time I try to make a turn, get somewhere, it's like dead end, dead end, dead end, dead end, dead end. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, God, you take something because I'm I'm over it. But uh, 
You guys know what I'm saying? I do yeah. know what you're saying. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll understand. In heaven. Yeah. But for now, love each other. <laughs> we got to do our best. Be nice. Love each um, other. Grace is not about us. It's about what God did. It's about what Jesus did. Yeah. I think that's that's an easy point, I guess, to maybe think on during the week or something, is that grace is about Jesus. It's not about us. It's not about what we've done. It's about what Jesus has done. But uh, that's all we got for you guys today. Jake, thanks for coming out. Love you guys. Phil, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Of course. And my name's Dylan. It's been cool. It's been real. And it's been real cool. <laughs> hey. But uh, we'll see you guys next time.